This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, your host for The Voice of Leadership and for Dr. Karen Speaks Leadership. And it is time for more in 2024, more of God and more of His purposes for your life. Today, I will be revealing the word of the year. I will also share with you what I'm thankful for as we begin this new year. I'll talk a little bit about the direction and emphasis for trans leadership and where we're going, and I will share with you a modified way of looking at planning for this new year. We've modified the way we're looking at it, and we want to share it with you. So that's what we're planning to cover today. And I want to start first with just a short list of what I'm thankful for, because there's a whole lot more. I could do a whole show on just that part alone. So this is the short list of things for which I'm thankful. I'm very thankful for clients who are committed to being the light of God in their workplaces. Clients who are committed to creating positive, profitable, and powerful workplace cultures and environments, places where everyone thrives, not just those who believe the same as we believe. We want everyone to be able to thrive in the workplace. So I'm really excited that there are a number of clients who definitely fit into that category. Secondly, I'm very thankful for podcast guests who come from a variety of backgrounds Not all of them are necessarily Christians. They may come from different perspectives, and yet they all bring value from their business and life experiences, and we've been blessed to have them on the show. I want to just mention a few from this past year. First, in the business category, we had the pleasure of having Howard Bahar, who is the founding international president of Starbucks. His episode is number 428, and it aired on the 13th of June. So take a listen and take a look at that. We also had Brian Smith, who was the founder of Ugg Boots, definitely shared a powerful entrepreneurial journey there. His was episode number 438, which aired on the 22nd of August. And then Peter Christian, he shares what he learned in his executive life at Crayola Corporation. So take a listen to episode number 436, which aired on the 8th of August. And then there were some artists that we also talked to last year. And I'm a firm believer that artists have a unique lens from which to look at the world and to share with us. One of those artists is Ron McMillan, a gospel jazz saxophonist who's been on the show in the past. And this year, he had two episodes, and those were episodes number 451 and 452, and 
around about the time of the 28th of November is when we heard from Ron McMillan. So make sure you go back and take a listen to those as well. And then we also had Dennis Welch, who is a songwriter and a singer. And in the previous years, he debuted an album, I Go Home. And in 23, he introduced a new album, If I Live to Be a 100. So listen to the latest episode, number 434, from 25th of July. And then Lewis Parsons, who's an artist, a painter from the UK, and his show called Soulscaping, episode number 418, aired on the 11th of April, 2023. And he creates beautiful works that have deep meaning from a spiritual perspective and stay tuned because we'll probably have Lewis Parsons back this year as well. And then there were some others who shared with us last year and that's Robert and Kaylee Fukui. They talked about how do you preserve marriage when you are in the C-suite and so their episode number 405 aired on the 14th of February and how appropriate that it was on Valentine's Day. And then also Lori, Rowdy Drowdy, episode number 447 about a combat pilot's wisdom. And she was one of the first women in the Navy to fly combat missions. So we're so delighted that she also rejoined us for a second time. And that was around the 24th of October. And then Patrick Daly, who's from Ireland, talked about globalization and the impact on the supply chain, and what you need to think about when you're orchestrating global relationships. That was episode 445 on the 10th of October. So thankful for these guests and all of our other guests who joined us in 2023. I am also really thankful for the expansion of our iHeart presence in 2023. We went from one episode a week to now we're on the air Monday through Friday. New episodes air on Thursdays and for the other days of the week, we do air episodes from the archive. So that is just a blessing. We're so thankful that we are able to be on iHeart more frequently than we were in previous years. I'm also thankful that I reached the milestone of 50 years in the taxpaying workforce. And I feel like these are the wisdom years, a time to share all that I've seen and experienced over those 50 years. So that episode is 443 from the 26th of September. Last year, we also celebrated 28 years in TransLeadership. TransLeadership is my company that stands for Leadership Transformations. I'm thankful for that 28 years, and we look forward to celebrating our 29th year in April of this year. So we thank God for all of his grace and favor over the 28 and almost 29 years. I'm also excited and thankful to share with you that we were able 
for the first time to promote our nonprofit guest in a very special way. So those who have Christian nonprofits, we were able to create commercials for most of them. And throughout the year, on a complimentary basis, we air those commercials so that you can be aware of those ministries and the dramatic and powerful work that they're doing for the kingdom of God all year long. And some of those partners are Victoria's family, where the president and CEO is Terrence Chapman, building lasting relationships with Dr. Clarence Schuler, who's the president of that organization, the Bible League, and we have Yos Snoop, who's the president and CEO of the Bible League, and Spirit Wings Kids with Donna Johnson, a powerful ministry that she was the principal and founder of as well. So lots to be thankful for. There are some other ministry partners for whom we still have to create some commercials, and that includes Solid Rock Community Development Corporation, who are they're doing tremendous outreach and work in the Southeast neighborhood of Colorado Springs. And then there are others who we supported and who we promoted, such as Pastor Gakura of the church in Kigali, Rwanda. And so we were happy to support them and many others for whom we don't have commercials. However, they're doing great work in the world and we wanted to acknowledge them as well. On a personal note, I'm very thankful that I had an opportunity to visit with both sides of my family this year. My family, who's on the East Coast, and my husband's family, who's on the West Coast. We prioritized seeing our parents. We're thankful for the parents we still have and who do remain, and that we've had a chance to spend quality time with them in the past year. I'm also just very thankful for every time I get to go back and also to see brothers, sisters, aunts, and great aunts and others along the way. Thankful also for a good measure of health and well-being. Although there were some illnesses along the way, my husband and I remained relatively in good health. And for that, we are thankful. I'm also thankful for the travels that he and I have been able to enjoy together. He doesn't travel as much as I do or take every trip. However, he does come on a number of the trips. So we have a chance to be together, even in my work-related travels. I'm thankful also for our church family. Our church family is very special, even though it's a small church, it's a very effective and mighty church. I'm thankful for the power of the word that goes out across the pulpit and in our Sunday school class and Wednesday night Bible studies and other venues, the power of the word through song that goes out through the music ministry, and also the power in prayer as we pray for our church, we intercede and pray for others. And we also lift up those concerns in our own lives as well. This year in the past was also the first year that we took a significant amount of time off for the Christmas holidays. That's highly unusual. I'm thankful that we did that during the holidays and we will probably continue that practice going forward. It was really good to have this time off. What I didn't know is that we really were going to need it because there were so many deaths and losses just prior to Christmas and it would have been way too much to have the full plate that we normally have at that time of year. I'm also really thankful that 
through the power and the impact of DNA research, we have been able over the last several years to uncover new relatives from my father's father's side of the family. And we have met such wonderful cousins, beautiful aunt, and others on that side of the family. And it just so happens that one of my first cousins even lives here in Colorado. What a blessing to be able to get to know them and to see what beautiful people they are. And then others live in the East where most of my family is as well. So what a blessing. That's wonderful that we've had those opportunities and we've had those relationships. So this year, we're focused on several objectives, several outcomes that we're looking to create. Most of them are in a bucket that I would say are visibility related. One piece of visibility that's important that we're pursuing this year is increased visibility for our podcast. So I've hired a company to help us to increase the visibility of the podcast in the venues where we would be exposed to people who are in our target market, as well as to others who could benefit from our content and who might benefit from the messaging that we have on our podcast. And this relates to visibility effort number two, which is to create even more visibility for our podcast guest. I mentioned the nonprofit complimentary commercials that we're doing, even for those who are not in the nonprofit ministry space, we want to increase visibility. We're already doing many things in that they're exposed on our multiple platforms, which includes radio, TV, podcast, YouTube, and social media channels. And we also produce the Friday strategies, which are wonderful document to share if you're really trying to help people understand what you're all about in your work and you're a podcast guest. However, as we increase the visibility of the podcast, that too will increase the visibility of our guest. And that's important to us. We want you to know who the guests are, to know how to reach them. And we are promoting the good news messages that they are sharing with us and the positive leadership aspects. A third objective and outcome is really about our website. It's been in need of revising and refreshing for a while. We started the process last year and we started recording some new video content. And this year, we're going to finish that website and making it now more client-centric in terms of the language that we're using and the issues that we focus on. And we've hired some partners there to help us make that a reality as well. All in all, this visibility is so that we actually are seen by new podcast guests and also by new prospective clients out there as well. So as you are thinking about your year and your plan for the year, and hopefully you've already made a plan, you've already started on it. So this might just be a review or a way to check your plan for this year. There are a couple of ways to think about it and ways to approach the planning, if you will, of this year. And so if you've listened to past episodes, you will find it. It's very similar to what I've said in the past. However, I'm changing the order of things so that it is more consistent with what I've learned over the last year. So number one, I think the first thing is 
to thank God for all of the past successes, to really enter this year with a profound attitude of gratitude. Sometimes we forget what all we really have been blessed with. And from the heart of gratitude and blessing, you can create even more for this year. So that's number one. Number two, I would say, seek God's will and God's plan for you. And that's through the scripture and also through prayer. And as we are seeking God, we are talking to him about what we are thinking about. We're talking to God about what we're reading in the Bible, in his word. And remember, number three, which is to listen to God's input, because this communication is two-way. We're not just talking to God. He's also talking to us. So take the time to be quiet, to be in a place of silence, and to hear what is it that God is saying to you for your business through his word, through prayer, and through messages that you might hear at church or on the radio, because sometimes God might change some things that we're thinking about. So hence the flexibility to really hear from God and to make adjustments. I know that in my case, when I'm seeking God for anything, he makes sure to show up wherever he knows that I'm going to be. So if I'm listening to the radio and I'm listening to a pastor there, something that I've asked God about, talked to God about, there will be an answer or a message on the radio related to what I've already asked God about or a message or an alignment even at church and what our pastor is talking about as well. So not only talk to God and share with him what you're thinking, listen to God, be willing to be shaped and to be changed and to move in some new and different directions. The fourth thing I would say is that after you've laid the foundation of gratitude, you've laid the foundation of seeking God's will and of listening to God, now you're ready to declare the outcomes that you want to pursue for this year. That's when you declare the outcomes after you've heard from God. And so the three things that we're pursuing for this year, those visibility objectives, which include visibility for the podcast, also visibility for our guests and clients on the podcast, and then also changing visibility for our website. Those are the outcomes that came through those first three steps of gratitude, seeking God and listening to and hearing from God. And then next, I would say number five would be, as you're thinking about those big outcomes that you want to achieve, you want to identify what I call the top one to three levers for change. What are the most important actions that will help you to achieve the outcomes that you have declared? Last year, we had some items on our list that required some levers for change, which didn't happen in our company. And because we didn't get to those levers, we were unable to get to a couple of the outcomes that we had in mind. So keep in mind that the levers are important. The order of them is important. Think about dominoes so that if you hit one of these, that domino will knock down several others, all leading towards your big outcomes 
and your big objectives. And as you identify those levers for change, which just make life easier, if you can hit one domino and knock down 10 others, that's less work and that's a great thing. You want to identify in a more specific way the tasks and actions that are necessary. Tasks and actions on an annual basis, on a monthly basis, daily and also weekly. So that's number six. And then number seven is you want to identify the team members who are going to do the work of those tasks and those actions. And in the bigger companies, it may not be you who's identifying who will do the work. You may be identifying what I call the point of contact, that POC who keeps the ball rolling on the outcomes that are important to your business. And it may be that person's job to identify the specific people. Keep in mind, if you are the POC, that doesn't mean you are doing all the work. You're just responsible for seeing that people are assigned, that you're following up, and that the work is getting done so that at the end of the year, you achieve the outcomes that you want to achieve. And remember, those levers for change are important because if you don't have those in place, then it will be difficult to impossible to actually reach the outcome. So we want to keep that in mind as well. So now, for the moment that we've all been waiting for, the word of the year. The word of this year is light. The word of the year is light. And this word is a catalyst word, meaning that it's operating as a trifecta. As we engage God's light, we also get God's love and God's life. So light, love, and life. Life for now and also for eternity, forever. So this is an important trifecta. When we think about light, this is a great year to illuminate the beautiful. And that includes the sunrises and the sunsets. These all set the tune for the peace of God. God has surrounded us by his light. And we can see the greater light of the sun in the daytime, the lesser lights of the moon and stars at night. Just to remind us, of just a glimmer of the great light that God is as well. Now we want to remember that God is not afraid of the darkness. And this is an important thing to mention because before God created the earth, it was dark, it was formless, it was void. So what did God do? He took that darkness and he created something out of it. And he's in the business of doing the same thing today. So God is able to illuminate and transform the darkness. And that's what we are looking for in our world. And when Jesus came to earth, he came as the light of the world. Now there is still darkness in the world, Yet there are some, in fact, maybe many, who are seeking the light of God, even though they don't know that that's what they're seeking. And we want to remember 
that the Bible says that God dwells in unapproachable light. In other words, his light is so bright, we can't even get there. We can't even be in his presence and continue to live. And that's why Jesus came to manifest the light, a light that we could approach because he came fully human as well as fully God, and we would be able to see him and to experience him. And as we think about the future and where we're going in life and where we're going in the world, when we get to the heavenly plane, God's light there is so, so bright that there are some things that we're not even going to need. So I want to take a look at Revelation, the 21st chapter, and see some words there that describe this heaven. It says, but I saw no temple in it. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. And we know that the Lamb of God is the Son of God, who is the Messiah of God, who is Jesus Christ. And then it says, the city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light. Now, can you imagine that heaven is a place that does not need any other light because God himself is light and illuminates and fills all of heaven? No sun is needed. No moon is needed because God is there illuminating everything that we need to see. And I'll just remind you that in John, the 14th chapter, verses 9 through 11, Philip was confused and he was saying to Jesus, just show us the Father and then we will believe. And Jesus said to him, he was disappointed. Have you been with me so long that you haven't seen that I and the Father are one? If you've seen me, then you've seen the Father. And that's an important concept for us to remember in today's time and in today's world. So why is light the word for this year? Because there really is so much darkness all around us. We have wars and rumors of wars and two of the biggest, and they're not the only wars. We have the war in Israel that's going on right now, the war in Ukraine, a lot of suffering in both places, people who are dying, people who are sick, people who don't have the resources that they need, people who are trapped in various circumstances. That is a form of darkness. In our world, we see an increase in incivility of people towards one another. Even on airplanes, there have been an increase in attacks on flight attendants. And as someone who travels and flies a lot, I am paying attention to this, and I'm very concerned about the increase in attacks on flight attendants on flight. We continue to have conflicts and shootings in schools and malls and workplaces, in neighborhoods all over the place, and even children are not spared from these shootings and from the deaths that result. We have confusion in our society, confusion about politics, confusion and false narratives even in the medical field. People are not sure what is true, what's not true, what to believe, and what not to believe. So that is a form of darkness that we are experiencing in our world. 
And the bottom line is that many are just not even acknowledging the light of God, the light that he has sent. And that has made our world even darker than it has to be. So that's why the word of the year is light that's leading to love, that's also leading to life. When we're thinking about this light, and I mentioned already that God lives in unapproachable light, that's found in 1 Timothy, the sixth chapter, and verse 16, and no man can see that unapproachable light. We remember in Matthew 17, 1 through 2, when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, and he had his three closest disciples, apostles with him. And when he was meeting up there on the Mount of Transfiguration, and there was the appearance of Elijah and Moses and others and voices being heard, it says that his face shone like the sun and his clothes were as white as light. And having clothes as white as light and a face that was like the sun, you can't even look into that. It's blinding. Yet that's what happened on the Mount of Transfiguration. So who can really endure the day of God's coming? Malachi 3, 2 says that he's coming like a refiner's fire. That's pretty hot, where he's really put the silver and the gold in the furnace, if you will. So hot that we certainly wouldn't survive being thrown into that furnace. And just like when Daniel was thrown into the furnace, those who threw him into the furnace, they perished because the fire was so hot. So apart from God's protection, we can't enter into the furnace either. So his refiner's fire is coming later. And it's going to also be a launderer's soap to make things whiter and brighter than anything that we could clean something with here on earth. We have no ability to truly clean anything. It takes the light of God, the fire of God, the laundering soap of God to really clean anything that's going on down here on our earth. So what I want us to really think about are several verses that are relevant to keep in mind as we go through this year. And so the first one that I want to mention comes from John, the eighth chapter, and from verse 12. And this is Jesus really talking about who he is and the reason that he came. And he says, then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So in Jesus, we have the light of life. And if we don't want to walk in the darkness that we see down here, we have an option. We have an alternative to walk in a very different way. I also want to bring up John, the ninth chapter. And here's an occasion when Jesus is healing a man of blindness. And this is blindness that he had from birth. And people were not able to heal blindness that was blindness from birth. So this is one of the signs that would show that Jesus was the promised Messiah because other prophets really could not cause blind eyes to see. This was something very different. This was something very unique when it came down to someone who was born blind. So the people were confused and they're trying to figure out, well, why was this man born blind? 
And was it him with, that he sinned, his parents sinned? And so Jesus was answering all of this and trying to help people to understand this blindness. And so I'm going to read from John, the ninth chapter, and verses three to five, just so we get a little bit of an understanding. There are more verses all around this, so please go back and feel free to read it. And it says, Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. That was the reason for the man's blindness, to demonstrate the power of God, the power of Jesus Christ to heal him. And that made him very unique. He says, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So this is now the second time we're hearing Jesus say he is the light of the world. And he is still in the world through his Holy Spirit, the Comforter, and he's still in the world through us, those who believe in him. We are also representing his light on the earth, which brings me to the third reading I want to share, which is Matthew, the fifth chapter, and this is verses 14 through 16. And Jesus has just finished talking about how we're the salt of the earth and how that we have a mission, if you will, to make a difference and to be an influence. And so here he says in Matthew 5, starting with 14, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So the light that we have doesn't come from ourselves. We are reflecting the light of God. We are reflecting the light of God's Son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And those who have spiritual eyes to see will have an opportunity to see that light that's being reflected. So we have to remember that we are partners in Christ's ministry on the earth. We are partners to shine brightly for him in our workplaces and beyond. People are discouraged, and in this darkness, they want to see the light of God. So we are building on past years when last year, The word of the year was possibilities. In the years prior to that, we had vision, impact, and abundance. And I've mentioned before, vision, impact, and abundance, those first letters spell via. So via or through vision, impact, and abundance, we got to possibilities, those things that only God can do, those things that only God can do, which leads us to this year. This year, what's needed most is God's light that leads to his love, that leads to his life. So be that light wherever you go. Be that light wherever you go. That's what's needed for this year and beyond. So happy new year. Blessings to you. Shine brightly. Illuminate 
the darkness. Even a small light chases out the darkness. Hi, it's Dr. Karen here, and I want to tell you about my book, which is called Lead Yourself First, the Senior Leader's Guide to Engaging Your People for Greater Performance and Impact. It's a book to inspire you about the challenges that you have overcome and the vision that you've realized in your life. It's from these struggles, triumphs, and temporary setbacks that others will be inspired and that they will have the courage to lead themselves first and also to lead others. In the first chapter, which is called Envision the Future, I talk about the rocky education path that I had to forge and overcome to realize my vision to become a psychologist. And that was all the way from elementary school straight through graduate school. There were obstacles. The path wasn't easy. And yet, entering graduate school with only $30 in the bank, I ended up finishing graduate school with no debts. When you walk step by step in the vision, even when it doesn't look like where you want to be, doors open and resources come to you because you hold the vision and you keep walking. So here's what I wanted to say to you. Lead yourself first. This book will walk you through your journey as you go through the open doors and as you continue to walk, just like I walk through mine. So get your copy of Lead Yourself First. Hold the vision for yourself and your life and be successful. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.